Welcome to Mr. T's Gardening Year. A series of podcasts, often weekly, that follows what Mr. and Mrs. T are up to in their garden. They're amateur gardeners, so this podcast only records their activities, their successes, frustrations and failures. And the series is not what a horticultural expert would do. Week 2, the 27th of March to the 2nd of April. Monday the 27th of March. I've just been looking at the weather forecast and rain is suggested every day for the rest of this week. So I'm going to get a good afternoon's gardening in and then hopefully I'll be able to get a few things done in the greenhouse later in the week. But that, I think, is going to be it. So before I really get going on anything else, I'm going to have a quick look in the greenhouse. It's nice and warm and steamy. In fact, my glasses have completely steamed up. Things are looking quite healthy in here, though I suspect that I need to do some watering. It looks like the petunia and lobelia seeds that I sowed a couple of weeks ago are coming up quite nicely. So soon they'll need pricking out, once they're a little bit bigger. And I've got a number of fuchsia cuttings that will need to be potted up very soon. One thing that I find interesting is that my father, who wasn't somebody that you would associate with glitzy things, did love clivia with their very showy flower heads. It's important to keep the greenhouse watered at this time of year because it can get pretty hot in there. And now that everything's springing back into leaf, I don't want anything to get dehydrated. Once I've filled up the watering cans, I'm going to make a start on our herbaceous bed which I think is dry enough in places for me to remove some of the nasty perennial weeds that are springing up again. Tuesday the 28th of March. It's drizzling at the moment and pretty cold, so to be honest, I don't think it's a day for the garden although I do plan to sow my lettuce seeds in the cold frame in the raised bed. I would normally have sown them a couple of weeks ago, but I was a bit late getting the cold frame back into position and getting the soil warmed up. So slid the cover off. I'm planting Lolo Rosso and salad leaves. Lolo Rosso because I like the red crinkly leaves and salad leaves because they're a perfect cut and come again lettuce. That's them in, covered up, and put the cover back on the cold frame. The weather today is somewhat variable. It's been wet for the last few days, and overnight it rained heavily. And today we've lurched from dark periods of heavy rain to shorter, brighter interludes where either there's just a little bit of drizzle or even no rain at all. 
I'm taking the advantage of one of those short interludes to come out into the garden and start deadheading the daffodils. Once daffodils have finished flowering, if you don't deadhead them, all their energy goes into making seed. And the last thing you want, normally, is for your daffodils to make seed. What you want is their energy to go back into the bulb so that you've got lots of lovely flowers again next year. Now there are various things that can help this. The first is deadheading and stopping seed forming. Later on, once the daffodils have finished flowering, I'll be leaving them to die down naturally because all the goodness from their leaves will go back into the bulb and once they've died down and the leaves have disappeared, I will two or three times during the year give the areas that they're planted in a feed of a general fertilizer such as grow more. And I found that this helps to keep the daffodils flowering year after year. For some years the daffodils in this part of the garden had to in all tents and purposes stopped flowering. It was then that I started trying a little bit of grow more three times a year. The daffodils have really revived and we get a good show every year. The other thing that I would suggest with daffodils is that you get a few different varieties because if you get your different varieties right you should have a good six to eight weeks of different types of daffodils flowering in the spring. Saturday the 1st of April. I had a good deal of rain overnight and a bit of rain this morning but it seems to have stopped now though the promised sunshine doesn't seem to want to appear. One plant that is wonderful at this time of year is the camellia. Now when I put this in 30-ish years ago it was in a pot. It's now 12 or more feet high and every year it's absolutely covered in blooms. And because we haven't had any nasty frosts, the blooms aren't burnt. Something else that's starting to put in an appearance is the rhubarb. This rhubarb's been growing here for a number of years, and most years we do get a reasonable crop from it. Personally, I'm not a fan of rhubarb, but Mrs T loves it, and so she's able to come and pull a few stems at the appropriate time and enjoy something that has absolutely zero carbon miles in it. The bed that it's growing in was fertilised during the winter with chicken manure pellets. My first task today is to pot up the fuchsia cuttings that I took last autumn when I was cutting back the fuchsias and putting them into the greenhouse. We have some very healthy looking cuttings this year so hopefully I'll be able to replace one or two of the older fuchsias. The cuttings in this pot have now got a really good root system, so I'm going to have to tease them apart very carefully to try and preserve their roots for them. And if I'm successful at that, they'll grow on nice and rapidly and be flowering in pots this year. My final task today is to sow some pepper seeds or capsicum if you wish to use their proper name. I sowed some about four weeks ago in seed compost and I put them in a windowsill propagator but so far I've seen no sign of anything. So here we go. Try again. 
at least there are plenty of seeds in the packet. This time I'm going to put them in the greenhouse. I have a sand bed that has low wattage heating cables in it and keeps the temperature of the sand to 15 degrees centigrade. I use that for quite a lot of tender plants and I have found that standing a seed tray with something over the top of it on this sand bed can sometimes help with germination. So let's see if that's a success. Sunday the 2nd of April. I don't think we've had any rain for about 24 hours. It's actually nearly dry when I walk down the lawn. However, the beds still full of water so I don't think I can get on with any weeding. The weather forecast does suggest that it's going to be dry for a few days so maybe two or three days we'll get some of those weeds out. What is interesting is that the flower buds on the tulips in our main border have suddenly appeared and indeed right at the back of the border there are a few that have come into flower. Spring is certainly progressing and many plants are starting to look as though they're growing quite well. I think that the best thing I can do today is cut back some of the dead stuff, pull out a few weeds from our raised beds, and then get back onto the moss in the lawn. One thing I'm going to have to cut back very severely is this rosemary. Apparently, according to Monty Don, this is due to a fungal attack. However, I did notice that this happened during the very cold spell at the start of the winter. Well, there the rosemary is, minus 90% of its previous growth. Hopefully, it might spring back over the next few years. At least the green shoots are growing. Mr T's Gardening Year is published by the Mr T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening.